Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. No matter what specific ministry God has called you to, there is something all missionaries have in common, and that is standing in the gap. It's actually the call of every Christian. In Ezekiel 22.30, God says, I search for a man among them who should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found none. God saw the conspiracy of the prophets, the profane priests, the corrupt princes or rulers, and the sin of the people of the land, as well as the oppression, robbery, and the poor and the needy. He saw what was going on. However, God, being full of mercy and grace and loving kindness, was searching for somebody. He needed somebody to stand in the gap. God knows and sees what is going on around us too, and he's looking for us to stand in the gap right where we are. Timothy implores us to, first of all, that supplications be made for all men, prayers be made for all men, intercessions be made for all men, and giving of thanks be made for all men. 1 Timothy 2.1 why? So that we would lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. As a missionary, that includes praying for our home and our host country. Missionary Gracie Murphy, in her message on called to rescue, states, There are two reasons people are not rescued. One, they are not ready. Two, Christians are not obedient. We ask God why God doesn't do something and he sends us, but we're not obedient. Rescue for others doesn't come because we don't fill the answer to the need. Suffering doesn't end because we're not there when Jesus sends us. If Jesus doesn't show up, there is no help for relief from oppression. So we can see it's our responsibility to stand in the gap for others. Taking authority by prayer, yes, but also taking some action to protect others. Missionaries travel to another country to advance the kingdom of God, but God is also calling missionaries to a land and a people in that land to make a hedge and stand in the gap. This starts in the book of Genesis. God blesses creation and says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, have dominion over it. Genesis 1.28. What are we in the land to do? To bear fruit, to be productive and increase, to fill it with abundance, to take authority, to rule over all the areas of influence God has given to us. So how do we take our authority and rule? We take our authority through what we are speaking and praying over the land and for the people we are sent to serve. It seems simple enough that we would need to hear God's voice and be led by his spirit for ourselves, personal and in ministry. But now God has placed us strategically in an area and with a people that we can set in safety and intercede for. Now, on the mission field, I still had a husband and children. I lived in a town outside the capital city. My kids were in a bilingual school. I conducted missionary training and care. I facilitated a missionary church in my house. I attended a ladies' Bible study. I heard about many things going on with individuals, ministries, and in the country just by the nature of being in missionary care. So this is where I was able to bear fruit. This is where I was to be productive. This is where I could bring my abundance and be a blessing. This is where I could take authority and set others in safety by standing in the gap. 
I could be praying for my family, for missionaries in general, and very specifically with things I knew about. I could pray for staff and students and classmates at the school. I could get prayer requests from people in Bible study. I could pray for the town I lived in, the capital, the country, and anything else I would hear going on. I mean, if it was craft or corruption. What we say and pray is important. We either release God and his army to work or we release the enemy and his army to work because life and death is in our mouth. Standing in the gap, intercession also requires hearing from God what to pray for and or praying in the spirit. We can limit ourselves if we only pray based on what we see, based on an outward circumstances, or only pray according to our own values and culture or what we think might need to happen or be done. It is amazing that when we seek God and he begins to reveal to us root issues and shows us what we could never have prayed for on our own. God can also show us what action we need to take. So who is in your sphere of influence? Who are you setting in safety? Who are you standing in the gap for? What is God showing you to pray? What is God showing you to do? There are missionaries that have been in Honduras for over 30 years that have watched some things change over the years and watched some things stay the same. But we can't give up standing in the gap. Our job is to take authority through prayer and through speaking in line with those prayers. Our job is not the results or even to look for or make results happen. Moses led God's people out of Egypt and into the promised land. Despite being protected from the plagues, being delivered from slavery, and witnessing miracles firsthand, they turned to a gold calf or made their own God. Psalm 106.23 says that the people would have been destroyed if Moses had not stood in the gap. God repented, which means he was moved to pity and had compassion on the people. Esther, she called on a people to pray for her before approaching the king about not killing the Jews. She risked her life in approaching the king. Mordecai believed Esther was placed there for such a time as this. Esther knew that her task required great intercession and prayer, as well as fasting three days and night. God knows where in the world he has placed us. God sees it as what we were placed there for, to make a difference, to stand in the gap. Their prayers kept a whole people group in safety. Now we know Daniel was a prayer because of the story where he's thrown in the lion's den for praying to his God three times a day, as it says, as he usually did. But do you know what he was praying about? I mean, Daniel would read the scripture, discern the times, and plead with God in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes for the forgiveness and restoration of Israel to its homeland. Daniel sought God and what the scripture said in order to know what to pray for. Although prayer kept Daniel in safety, the full restoration through the coming of the Messiah would not be realized even in Daniel's lifetime, though he was willing to dedicate himself to interceding for it. So God always answers prayer, sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes wait. God also gave us insight as to why certain answers are delayed through a vision that Daniel had. So the angel in the vision explains to Daniel, your prayer was heard on the first day, the angels were sent out. And I came on the same day to bring the answer. However, the angel fought against the enemy for 21 days. Daniel 10, 12 to 13. Now, Deborah, Gideon didn't feel like he could make a difference. He felt that because his clan was the weakest in Manasseh, 
that they would be defeated by the Midianites, Judges 6, 12 to 18. However, God saw Gideon as a person who could make a difference and as a mighty man of valor. Why? Because it said God was with him. So Judges 6, 12 to 18, and then verses 12 and 14 say that God was with him. So Gideon not only interceded for the people, but God promised he would smite the Midianites as one man. It's through Nehemiah's prayer that he cries out to God to keep his covenant, confesses his sin, he confesses his own sin and that for his family, and prays for favor with the king. That's Nehemiah 1, 4-10. That leads to the action of asking the king to rebuild the wall, Nehemiah 2, 4. Nehemiah builds a physical wall while he stands in the gap for the Jews who came back to Jerusalem after many years of living in exile. Maybe Nehemiah had to pray for physical wall of Jerusalem to be built and the walls of slavery to come down in the hearts of God's people. The restoration was for God's people and the surrounding region. Through the efforts of prayer, God frustrated the enemy who tried to come against them. Chapter 4, verse 15. The surrounding nations were afraid and lost their confidence because they realized their work was done with the help of their God. Chapter 6, verse 16. In the New Testament, we have Barnabas believing Paul's conversion was real. He stood up for him by bringing him to the apostles and telling them how the Lord had spoken to him and how he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. That's Acts 9.27. We don't know how much intercession may have gone into believing Paul or sharing with the other apostles, you know, praying that they be receptive. But Barnabas physically stands up for and stands in the gap for Paul. So sometimes in the Bible and nowadays, the people and the things we stand in the gap for, we may not even see the results in our lifetime. Hebrews has a list of an account of those who stood in the gap, but they all died in faith, not receiving the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth, Hebrews 11.13. The wages of sin is death, and the result of sin being in the world is death. It comes in many forms, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, war, destruction, broken relationships. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, Romans 6.23. Until people know and receive Jesus and begin to walk an eternal life of knowing him, they need someone to humble themselves and pray and seek God's face. It's so important that even Jesus is interceding for us, Hebrews 7.25 and Romans 8.34. Are we still willing to make a hedge? Are we still willing to stand? Are we still willing to intercede even if we don't receive the promise in our lifetime? Make a hedge. Keep people in safety and stand in the gap. Intercede. Don't worry about the outcome or what you see in the natural We may feel like we can't make a difference, but if God sends us and God is with us, we can make a difference. We are pushing back and defeating the enemy. We are making tremendous power available. We are strengthening others. Action may be required. However, first start on your knees with prayer. Thank you for listening today. And remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. 
For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.